Hello, this is Katie and you're listening to episode 49 of Teach on Teach Strong, a podcast especially for us teachers to help with our own mindset and mental toughness. Now today's episode is a good one, very practical, very useful, very raw and honest and I did a poll on Instagram stories last week asking whether you wanted to hear an episode on time management or dealing with difficult colleagues. Now, it seems many of us are struggling to deal with difficult people as that one won the poll. So as promised, here it is. Now, as always, I have created all this information for you that I put on this podcast from my first-hand experience in the classroom because I am still teaching. And I've done zero research on what's already been said out, out there about this and difficult people. This is all just coming from me and my own experiences. So I really hope this episode helps you today if you're dealing with these challenges too. And if you can relate, let me know, drop me an email or send me a message on Instagram or Facebook and we can talk about this. All right, let's start by acknowledging schools are generally big places, depending on where you work. There are lots of people and lots of personalities. Many schools are also very high ratio of women So, you know, there's lots of estrogen floating around the place too, which has its own challenges. Us teachers are working in a high pressure environment. Everyone's exhausted and stressed out a lot of the time. So conflicts can be inevitable, sadly. It's just part of life. We have to deal with conflicts. Now, they can vary in severity and nature. Some, you know, they're just from one-off mood swings. I hold my hands up to those sometimes. But others are flat out personality types. And I've had a think about some of my main experiences in the past that have stuck out to me. And I've come up with a list of the main types of people that I have found can cause conflicts at work. And they are the bully, the rude, snappy, stressed one, the delicate flower, the absentee, the gossip, the slacker, and the underminer. (laughs) Now remember, these all come from personal experiences. So I will preface this by saying, in the initial instance, kindness is key. And at the very least, you should always aim to be professional under every circumstance. Never say or do anything that you might later regret. Stay classy and graceful at all times, okay? Right, let's get in there then. Right there, number one, the bully. Okay. (laughs) As we know, a bully is someone who is consistently acting in a way to make someone else feel small. And if you've listened to episode one, right at the beginning, where I go into detail about my challenges as a teacher, you already know that I was bullied by my boss for a time in my first job. Now, he was very snide about it, and so it took a long while to unravel and for me to realise what was happening, which I'll come back to in a second. But basically, for a few years, he used to give me the fullest timetable compared to the rest of my colleagues. I would also have the toughest classes. He would question my every move, make snide comments at what I was doing, and take credit for my work. Now, 
Okay, these things on their own are small and nitpickety. I mean, they're wrong, don't get me wrong about that, but I hadn't identified this as bullying at the time. But then, it all blew up one day when I had questioned him about something, which basically highlighted quite clearly how I had been given the short end of the stick again. Okay, so I'd come to him about this and you could see in black and white a pattern here and he flipped out. Um, His response was horrific, but it did finally trigger me to take action. And at this point, everything changed. And what he did was, bear in mind here, I was a young 20-something, very new in my career. (laughs) And I looked to him as my mentor and my role model. And when I was treated in the way that I'm about to explain to you now, it, it did something to me. So if you're going through or you have been through difficult things like this, know that you're not alone and you can use this as a positive turning point. But this is what happened to me. So after I'd questioned about this thing, I'd done it via email, just as a question. And his response was, he went and found me. I was just in the staff room, I think. And he went and found me and said, right, can you come with me? I need to speak to you. So I did, didn't think anything of it. He was perfectly nice and he was laughing and chatting to colleagues as we were on our way out. So I thought, okay, this can't be anything bad. And what he did is he cornered me into an empty room and he made me sit down and he remained standing up and he leant over the desk and he literally yelled at me for 10 minutes straight, basically telling me to get back in my place and not dare question him again. I didn't get a word in edgeways. I think I was just stunned into silence and in absolute shock that I was being treated in this way over something that I didn't think was this serious. But before I could even respond after it had been lashing out at me, he was out the room, slamming the door on his way out, literally swung back and, and shut itself again. And I was just left sitting there in shock. I mean, what would you do in that situation? Unsurprisingly, I was horrified, shaken up. It was a horrific experience and one I did not expect from someone who was my manager and um, someone I saw as a mentor. But this, I guess, looking back, had been bubbling for years. And this one he took too far. I guess what he was trying to do was intimidate me into submission. But this was a turning point for me. And the decision that I made from here on out was going to shape the kind of person that I was going to become. I had a choice. I could have cowered and just been a skivvy forever and someone that someone would walk all over and just be treated like crap. Or I could stand up and fight back. Or at least defend myself. Oh, and fight I did. Except... I didn't do it in the convent, in the confrontational, bullying, aggressive, wolf way that he did. I remained professional and classy, and I rose above him. Literally, I went straight to the top. I bypassed everyone else, and I went straight to the top leaders of the school, giving an account of what happened in that day in factual terms and how he made me feel. And cut a long story short, he was reprimanded, and then I was treated with respect for the remainder of my time at that school. What's 
interesting is that first everyone was shocked when they heard about this because this person was so nice to everyone and they couldn't believe that he would ever do anything like that. But he did and I had the evidence. And I guess, I don't know, I guess he saw me as a threat, which is maybe why he only targeted me. I don't know. The thing with bullies, I guess, is that they're insecure people who put on a front to cover these insecurities and they only attack who they deem as weak and that they think they can overpower to make themselves feel bigger and better, right? However, once you prove that you are not going to take their intimidation and that you're going to confront them professionally, they back off. So my advice if you're dealing with a bully at work is to document everything that they say and do to you. Keep a record of everything, no matter how small or nitpickety or insignificant you think at the time. If it makes you feel in a certain negative way, and you know they're doing this intentionally, jot it down. And then what you can do is present that evidence to someone of a higher position, stating your right to a safe working environment, which this person is currently jeopardizing. Do not put up with the work bully. It is unacceptable. You do not have to be treated in that way. It's your right to be treated with respect. Our job is hard enough as it is without dealing with the work bully. So confront these people professionally, be classy and graceful about it, but confront them and don't let them intimidate you. Okay? No. Okay, so that was my one of my bad experiences of the work bully, but it has a happy ending, but it was tough going for a long time. It it didn't happen overnight. I've become a stronger person because of it. So I'm kind of grateful for that experience now. So again, it's all about perception. If you listen to episode 48 last Wednesday, your perception is your reality really, isn't it? So it's how you see things. You could, I could either see this as I got bullied, picked on because I'm weak and pathetic, or, or you say, no, this grew me into a stronger person. Okay, let's move on to the rude, snappy, stressed one. So this is a person who is just very tightly wound and seems to always come across as rude and snappy in their interactions with you. (laughs) With this person, honestly, I found that just being overly kind is right what the doctor ordered. Just be sweet and generous and patient with this person and they will likely soften. I've got one colleague who I worked with who was quite notorious for having tumultuous relationships with other people and so many colleagues had difficulties in communicating with this person and they would always call them rude and unapproachable with no social skills. Well I was always very sweet and smiley and happy with this person and I never experienced rudeness directly so there is much to be said for kindness going a long way. Okay so just assess the situation and treat people with kindness where it's appropriate okay and most of the time that is a really good strategy okay number three the delicate flower ah bless them this person just gets so stressed about anything and everything and freaks out over the slightest things they're the ones that people tread on eggshells around and people are too scared to give them extra work to do out of fear they might, you know, snap and break. Now, don't get this confused with people who are going through a hard time. Obviously, TLC is needed for some people in special circumstances. But here I'm talking about personality traits where they 
Literally, that's just who they are and they deal with things by freaking out. If possible with these kinds of people, I'd just say try to avoid them as much as you can. Their stressiness can rub off on you if you're not careful. But if you can't avoid them, at least try and offer a helping hand or a pep talk like, you can do this, it's not that bad, we've done it before, we can do it again. Or just give them some kind of support and help in that way. You know, send them to a podcast like this to help them build up their mental toughness and resilience. Okay, the absentee. Hmm. Person who always seems to be off sick. Mm-hmm. Now again, I don't mean people with genuine illnesses. I mean the ones who are not really convinced they're actually sick. But, you know, they just kind of like taking days off frequently. I used to have a colleague who would mysteriously have days off sick, quote unquote, when marking deadlines were due, or they'd conveniently take days off in the week when teaching a particular class or when there was a particular meeting. Mm. The issue with these people is that A, we end up picking the slack by covering their lessons or having to set work for them, or B, feeling resentment that we're here struggling to come in, even though our nose is streaming. Our bones are aching, our head is throbbing, yet we see them the next day and they look rosy and fine and well-rested. <laughs> you know, best way to deal with these people, uh, try and ignore them. Focus on your own game, knowing that you're clearly able to be, you know, resilient and handle your workload without needing to take time off and leave the load for someone else to pick up, you know? So just try and see the strength in yourself when dealing with people like that, because you don't want to build resentment. I've been there, I've done that, it doesn't help anyone. Okay, next, the gossip. Oh, yeah, I think we all know this person. Um, so this person can be a bit of a, a a charmer or a bit of a suck-up, as they are usually the one who will do and say anything to please everyone in order to get juicy details to gossip about. And take note of this when you're speaking to these people. If they're gossiping about someone else to you, you better believe that they're gossiping about you to someone else too. Oh yeah, be careful what you say to these people. My advice is be polite, but don't let your guard down. Just because they're coming off across as being all sweet and nice to you and you think, oh, this person's nice and trustworthy. Mm. Once you spot one of these people and it doesn't take long, never tell them anything that you don't want to get repeated across the whole school. I'm just saying be careful with who you trust. All right, the penultimate, the slacker. Possibly one of the worst of them all. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, even worse than the bully for some reason. I don't know, this person is difficult to work with because they like to do the least amount of work as possible. But they do work insanely hard at covering that up. They're the ones who will ask you to do something and then happily take the credit for it behind your back. They're the ones who give themselves the best classes to make their life easier, but will still use up all your resources and take credit for them. They're the ones who always blame other people for what doesn't get done. They're usually impressive talkers and have the gift of the gab, so to speak, so it can be hard to expose them. Oh, and they also tend to get promoted quite quickly, which is also really annoying. But the best way to handle this person, don't let them take advantage of you. Mm Mm-mm. If you're doing something extra that they are likely to take credit for, you need to cover your back. 
make sure people know that you're the one doing the work here so they can't take credit. So I would just casually pop into an email that you did something, even if it's just kind of casually, oh, you know, I reorganized this or sorted out this system, created this spreadsheet and send it to them or someone just so there's evidence in your emails or a paper trail if it ever comes needed in the future. The best way to get these people is to expose them. But remain professional and classy at all times, okay? We're not trying to be sneaky or manipulative here. Just be professional and cover your back. Finally, the underminer. This person has serious complexes with authority, okay? They're the person who barges into your lesson and in front of the kids will say something that undermines your teaching. Like, oh, (laughs) I wouldn't teach it that way or that is so wrong, or maybe they start disciplining your students in front of you as a way to undermine you. Yeah, this one, I think it's simple enough. Although you're likely to feel complete rage at the time, you can turn it around and say, oh, that's an interesting idea. I hadn't thought of that. Thanks so much, miss. (laughs) Or, oh, thanks for spotting that behavior. Billy, miss is right. You shouldn't be doing that. And in front of the kids, you need to keep it professional and polite. Don't let them sense any kind of conflict there. Kids love the drama. And if you want to, you can later speak to that person in private about it and explain how you feel when they're trying to support you. Mm, Support you. Especially if it's happening on a continuous basis. But I don't know. I found usually if you handle it in the way that I said by just being like, well, you're working as a team... It kind of, their attempts to undermine you end up not being successful in their eyes and they kind of stop doing it. That's what I found anyway. So there you have it. Some of the kinds of difficult teacher colleagues I've had the pleasure of working with in my career so far. Look, our jobs are tough enough with dealing with challenging students all day. The last thing we want to be dealing with are tough colleagues. Ugh. But sadly, when working with so many people of so many different personality types in such a high-pressure environment, conflicts are inevitable. Each type of person will need to be dealt with in a different way, but there are some common traits we will need to remember, which I'll summarise at the end. Fortunately, to counteract this, there are also some incredible colleagues out there, so make sure you're showing appreciation to them too so they know how valued they are. So give them chocolates, write them little notes, bring them a hot beverage, treat them like gold because we need them. We need each other to get through this job. Okay, so treasure the good ones and deal with the bad ones in the way they need to be dealt with. All right, so before I wrap up and share my final takeaways from today, I just want to remind you of the review contest I'm currently holding. All you need to do is write a review of this podcast with your thoughts on iTunes or Stitcher. Take a screenshot of it or take a photo of it and email me at katie at teachersresourceforce.com so I know who sent it and who wrote it so I can get in touch with you if you win. Any five of my teaching resources or clip art of any value straight to you for free. So if you want to see what kind of stuff that I create for my classroom, you can find me on Teachers Pay Teachers and my page is called Teachers Resource Force or I've got my own website teachersresourceforce.com too. I'm really big on character education, you know, kind of like stuff for this podcast, but I do for kids. So I don't know how long I'm going to run this competition for. Depends on how many people enter and whether there's a really good one that comes up soon. I just want to reward straight away. So pop your review in sooner rather than later and I look forward to hearing what you have to say. 
Okay, let's wrap this one up then. It's been a bit of a long one, but it's been important. It's a really important topic. So final thoughts when dealing with difficult colleagues. First and foremost, I'd say give everyone the benefit of the doubt first. We have to be sympathetic to the fact that we've got a really difficult job and we are really tired and stressed out a lot of the time. So first and foremost, be patient with one another. I know I can get short-tempered and snappy sometimes. <laughs> and I really appreciate when my colleagues don't hold that against me and they will accept my apologies later on with open arms. That really means a lot to me. So I try and treat people with that same respect back. However, if this is a personality trait, right, and someone is consistently displaying certain behavior that is negative towards you, then by all means, deal with them appropriately. Everyone's different. Okay, as we've gone through today, some people you're just best avoiding as much as possible and others are going to need confronting in some way, shape or form. Either way, you must always be professional and kind wherever possible, but make sure that you're keeping a paper trail and covering your back at all times. Emails are golden. I cannot tell you how many times my emails of paper trail have saved my bacon when things have gotten a little bit ugly. I've been able to pull things out of my archive and go, there you go, there's evidence. End of discussion. Don't delete any emails. Mm -mm. Keep everything in writing and remember, you have a right to feel safe in your place of work and to be treated professionally and with respect by your colleagues. So if you're dealing with a tough situation at work and you want someone to talk to about it, but you don't know who to go to, I'm always just at the end of an email. So send me a message at katieteachersresourceforce.com and I'll do my best to help you. You are never alone. This is a tough job and we're here for each other, okay? So teach on and teach strong and I'll speak to you again on Wednesday. Bye.